Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble and bicker. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on this August 18th, 2021. Brendan is finally over COVID, but he has a 30th anniversary with his wife, so he's still basically flipping us off and not showing up today. So, Brendan, Lame. we have things to say to you when you finally return since you've been gone for a month for crying out loud, especially... Anyway, we'll get into other issues later. So today we have a very special guest. His name is Joshua Christian Azali. He's a young man based out of Los Angeles, California, who is uh, an actor and model. And uh, he is going to be discussing the things that are going on in his life uh, right now. And uh, he may or may not help us out with later with our client. Our newest client is the sweet smell of secession. This is a, a client that Greg dug up from somewhere i'm not really sure where but um before we uh get fully started we do have a brand new fake sponsor everybody so this is the uh, the sponsor of our show today um i actually put a little bit of work into it as opposed to making it up off the top of my head so uh listen carefully he seemed fine at first even though most of his facebook photos were shirtless the tips of his hair were frosted his reflective sunglasses were mysterious when he talked about how he left the police academy because he was too good for them. He only referred to himself by his first name and never a pronoun. You notice he called other men chief, bro, dog, or dude. He shifted attention to his barbed wire tattoos in order to roofie your drink. When you came to, you realized you've been douchebagged. If this could happen to you or someone you know, and you're too unaware to tell a guy's a douchebag because of his large pickup truck, his collection of moisturizers, his gold chains, or his heavily gelled hair, then Douchebag Alert is the product for you. Douchebag Alert is a state-of-the-art sensor fitted within a stylish bracelet. The moment a douchebag speaks to you, the voice of Christopher Walken emanates from the bracelet saying, This person is a douchebag. Go home and read a book. <laughs> It is recommended to remove douchebag alert prior to family gatherings as you might be surrounded by douchebags. To prevent product overload, please stay away from fishing derbies, monster truck rallies, and gyms. If douchebag alert senses you are the douchebag, your money will be refunded in the form of a sharper image gift card. Get douchebag alert new from Godco. All right, that is our sponsor for today. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy that for all my female friends. Douchebag alert. Gift. <laughs> They all need right. that. Greg has been giving me a hard time because I'll generally just come up with a uh, a sponsor on the spot, and it's never really anything good. So uh, I was like, today I'll put a little work into it for once. You redeemed yourself. I like. I like. <laughs> That's it. right. Okay. Pre-recorded pre douchebag alert for all of you. Anyway, enough of that. Onward to our guest, who's much more important from that ridiculousness, Joshua Christian Azali. Um, what projects are you in the middle of? And tell us exactly um, what the uh, the web series Asian Men, Black Women is all about. Oh, that series is about um, just the lifestyle of how it's like to be an Asian man, to be dating in the community of Los Angeles. But I'm, I was a supporting character on the show. It was more, I was more coping and helping the other character of how he should be approaching it. And I did shoot another thing, another episode recently, just two weeks ago. 
So that another episode is going to be coming out. It's just a small thing I've been doing on the side, really. Do many black people. women? Do many black women date Asian men? Is that a thing, or is it, it very rare? It's very, very rare that that I've known of, and it's just the story to be talking about of how it should be normalized and the real life of it, the reality of it, just how it's like, really. Not not normalized. That's the wrong term for it. I mean, like how we how it is how it's really like, you know. Yeah, humanizing. So, I suppose, yeah, humanizing. <laughs> well, it's better than demonizing <laughs> or abnormalizing. Well, you know, I, I grew up in well, I spent high school in in Asia, in the Philippines, and uh, I saw more black men dating Asian women than vice versa, because you know, there's a lot more Asian women because they were <laughs> black men were with the military, so that was how that all worked out. But um, well, they were Americans, and they wanted to get with an American GI, probably. Mm. So yeah, not just GIs; they would get with pretty much any American. You know. <laughs> my brothers got stories, but um, as a matter of fact, my my brother's married to an Asian woman. She's a Chinese, but she's Chinese American though. You never know what to talk to her. But uh, her father was like, I think, part of the Chinese embassy back in Washington, D.C. Anyway, that's a different story. And my brother always hates it whenever I talk about him. So, uh, But I'm sure he's not watching this podcast anyway, so forget <laughs> him. Anyway. He's got his, he's got his own not. things. So, so Joshua, so from, from the information that you sent me, you've uh, done bartending and, and juggling and you're <laughs> Uber and Instacart. And, um, but even more with, curious is motorcycle with a question mark. Motorcycle? motorcycle motorcycle riding question mark oh, do you oh, motorcycle or not maybe I he's do. in the, like the sidecar he doesn't actually get on the motorcycle <laughs> no i've actually just touched them i don't really know <laughs> he like breathes them while he walks by ah motorcycle he fondles yeah. them <laughs> no i i have a suzuki uh, sv650 2007 it's um it's like a garage built it's very it doesn't look like what you think um, wait, wait, they sell you it. garage built. You mean like an actual building built it? <laughs> I, yeah, it did not work. It didn't work. It's, it's it's sort of something out of, I get all the time, like, oh, it's a Mad Max looking bike or like a, a Walking Dead looking bike. Like, oh, it, so it, you, put it, you put it together? Yes, yes. It looks exactly like that. I'm not kidding you. But if I had pictures that I could somehow show, I could. I, that I sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not, it doesn't look like a Suzuki and I get all the time like, oh, what, what, what bike is that? The Suzuki. Oh. <laughs> what What is your ancestry? Which Which branch of Asia are you descended from? I'm Indonesian, but okay. it's a. My parents like to say Chinese descent. So uh -huh. It's like so we come from China to be raised in Indonesia. But I do speak they, Indonesian. Do they say that because too many Americans don't know what Indonesia is? No, no. It's um. <laughs> There's a lot of stupid Americans out there. I'll tell you. They're, Indonesia? Oh. Where, is that like under Asia? Where is that? Look, what does that mean? It's surprising enough, though, that people do know where Indonesia is because of Bali. That's uh -huh. the number one tourist spot. Yeah, but they just know Bali. They don't know Indonesia. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> and then they'll confuse it with Bollywood. They'll think it's Indian. <laughs> I never even Isn't thought of Isn't MIA from Indonesia? Isn't it, wasn't it, is that where the Tamil Tigers are from? Or am I thinking of another? No, Tamil Tigers are from uh, Sri Lanka. Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, move on. Please. <laughs> it's a good thing I know something that I can answer these questions. Yeah. But are you, was you, were you raised Muslim? Because I know that's primarily a Muslim country, Indonesia. 
Yes, it's the it's the most populated, and you would think that uh, I'm blanking where Muslim where it comes from, but it's very popular. Oh, most now. Muslims are in Australia. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. That's where it originated. Muhammad <laughs> went to Australia to start the religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many people don't know he pre- that. Priest of the kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm and actually he wrote racing, a, he wrote yeah. a boomerang to Mecca. And uh, many people don't know that part of the the story. And I apologize to any Muslims who are listening right now for the Quran being very have access to the Quran apocrypha. That's what we're reading from. (laughs) Muhammad flew on a boomerang. Anyway, (laughs) so sorry, Joshua. We get distracted sometimes. No, no, I love it. It's just side banter. It's amazing. So you grew up in Indonesia. No, I was born here. My parents were born there. Yes. But he's of Chinese descent. Yes. Yes. Which means they I came down that. from the mountain to Indonesia. Yes. Where when they were Chinese, they descended. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what's going wrong with me. I think it, it all started off wrong with the douchebag alert. And I'm thinking, I'm, I don't think Christopher Walken's talking to me right now. So. You're the douchebag, Matt. <laughs> I think I am. Give card. Well. So, Joshua, what are you promoting about yourself? So there's got to be a reason why you're getting yourself booked onto podcasts. So there's something that you must have in the cards or something that you want more known about you um, that we're currently avoiding. Well, I'm just trying to get myself out there. I'm looking for acting work or even modeling work, too. Uh Just letting people know that I'm a real human being. Looking for work, you know. It's good. it's good to know that you're not a robot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. or an alien, or a, a lizard. I don't know. Well, you know, we've talked about lizard people before on our show, and I think our co-host could have gotten into that. Very, uh, the one who's missing could have discussed the lizard people. So, could you tell us about your modeling gig for ties? Doc, whatever ties is. So is you it, you model ties, ties? You just like wear ties. I, I did. I did model for ties for. I did that. Just Is that name of a company new. or just ties in general? You're modeling. It was a very avant-garde looking tie. It's not like a just a typical business tie. It's called cis ties. It looked like a flurry sort of European looking thing, uh-huh. and they just wanted me to walk around with it. And we all the models do like, well, wearing ties, you know. So the name of the stuff. company was cis ties. Yes. Is that C I S? Yes. No, S I S. No, no, no. Cis ties. They change their gender. These ties. Gender normative ties. Did they make sure you had like a? Did they look at your neck really carefully? Like, if you're going to model ties, you've got to have a great neck. Did they care about that? No, the the, it's not about the the neck part. It had a really big uh, flare to it from here. It this it wasn't like a straight tie. Like, kind of like a Parisian looking thing, you know. In like the, something like a pirate would wear, or kind of, kind no, of like, like Fatty Arbuckle would wear in the 1920s. It's like one of those little <laughs> flappy ties. Yeah, you can only go like... here. <laughs> it was an interesting thing at the time. It. Do they make you wear yeah. derbies too? <laughs> oh no, I wish I would have looked good. <laughs> too much, too much hair, you know. <laughs> so if you're promoting yourself for getting acting work, you're definitely not going to get it for being on our show, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> you might. But, but what do you what do you normally do whenever you're trying to get an actor? I mean, how do you go about? Uh, what's the the process for you? Where do you who do you talk to? Um, are you do you, are you being managed or 
you're just kind of like walking into random offices and going i want some work and they're like no we sell burgers here get out <laughs> you know i wish i could do that i mean but i think they'll remember me in the wrong ways but i do have an agency manager they submit me and stuff i submit myself too mm-hmm. i have a i have an actor's access and a website being built sort of promoting myself in that manner yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you find that you get typecast because of your asian american like is it like annoying that Oh, just certain kind of roles get out. Yeah, he's not getting any roles for black women, Greg. <laughs> well, that's that's annoying. That's it can be. I mean, like he really wanted that part that Whoopi sure Goldberg played in color purple. <laughs> he's an actor. He can do that. Actors can act. <laughs> Josh with the opportunity, he could be a black woman. In the movie. <laughs> it's not. No, I don't really get typecast that. As much as I think, it's just because my hair, it makes me less Asian, I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very specific look. It's yeah. So I I was just uh, auditioning for a hair product commercial too. So there's going to be a callback next week. So what, so um, what, what you would you have really nice hair, by the way? I was going to say, what would you categorize this look as? What would you say the name of it is? Josh Sexy Indonesian. <laughs> Sexy Indonesian. Um, like Kung Fu Villain? I yeah, sure maybe yeah, I can I, see that I do I do have a couple of my headshots geared towards being a, an ominous looking character villainous sort of gangster also um yeah will you give us your ominous look give us your badass look like you're a bad guy uh, I just want to have a good time I don't know I don't want to be doing that right now <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you mine this, this is my bad guy look Greg that, that can't be a you know, we're doing a podcast, Greg. So, yeah, this does go on YouTube, but people can't see it if they're listening to the show. Yeah, well, that'll... For example, you, you you don't really listen, watch it on YouTube. You only listen to it through the I podcast don't. platforms. So how, did you, how should we have described what you just did with your face? Um, you did a anus, little bulldog look. You jetted out your lower jaw. An anus right before it poops. <laughs> right right before it... It's like before the turtle head. Is that what you're saying? Before the turtle head. I could put my tongue out right now and be really good. <laughs> hey, when did that tooth go missing, Greg? I've, since uh, when I was 14 or something. You've been missing the tooth since you were 14? Yeah, my dad was a dentist, no less. I should I should have sued him. <laughs> Malpractice. Oh yeah, she told her own dad. Why not? That doesn't make. Why didn't your dad ever replace your tooth? No, my dad did it. My dad pulled it out. He said, "Oh, a tooth's coming in." The X-ray says we have to pull this out, and it never came in. So I've had this, and then I had to replace my tooth for a while. Uh But it kept. It was just annoying. It like it, and then finally fell out. And I said, "I don't want another one." It was just my tongue would always play with it. It was never perfect. Ah, okay. So I don't care. Maybe you just did like a kernel of corn and stick it up in there. Yeah, I tried that. Like some super glue. That would probably hold it. Yeah, cotton ball, anything. <laughs> right. Candy can corn. Actually, if you get like a cotton ball and varnish it and then sand it, then you would probably have the right color for your tooth to put sand in there. Sand a cotton ball. Well, after you you have to varnish it first. Okay. You varnish the cotton ball, and then you can sand it down. You can't just sand a cotton ball before you put something on it. I should just get some gold. I should get a gold tooth. You could do that. 
Josh, do you have anything you want to say about his missing tooth? <laughs> well, I certainly you know how to fix people's teeth. I, I would assume because you know about the sanding and the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Where, what Josh, would you say was? Oh. Go ahead, Greg. Well, I was going to say, do it. Who are your acting idols? Who who are like the actors that you'd like to emulate? And maybe follow in their footsteps. Uh, Tom Hardy is one of them. Uh, oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah. William Dafoe's a good, another good one. Uh, very. I was just watching. Uh, I was just watching the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou yesterday, oh, and I totally oh. forgotten that Willem Dafoe was in that. Me too. I forgot too. <laughs> he plays like this German character who's like <coughs> awestruck by Bill Murray in it. And uh, it's a totally different role than you, you normally see Willem Dafoe play, because Willem Dafoe is usually like a villain or some kind of scary yeah. type character. And in this case, he was like this weenie German guy who uh, <laughs> was just always looking for Bill Murray's approval. I remember that guy now. He's cool now. <laughs> and then he had like the fake German accent, too. I was like, oh, okay, this is funnier than I remember it being. What's your favorite Tom Hardy role? I liked him in... Um... It was one of his very first ones. He played like a, an, a, a crazy, a, a crazy convict. Well, it's that's like practically every role now. But oh, I know so, what you're talking about. I've like, seen this movie. He, he got naked. He got naked in the in the in one of his scenes. You know what I'm talking? It's not and, Bronson, is it? Is it Bronson? Bronson? Yes, Bronson. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that's a great movie. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. I yeah. did like his TV show. It was uh, Taboo. It only ran for like I think two seasons and then it disappeared. But um. That was a really interesting show. I was expecting it to continue on. It was very unusual. Greg's looking like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm going <laughs> to watch this immediately. I love Tom Hardy. I don't know if you've ever seen Peaky Blinders, Joshua, the gangster show. About I've seen that. Is he in that? He, I didn't know either. The first, He's that Hasidic mafia guy, the Jewish guy with the tassels. He's the Hasidic gangster. And I watched it for a full year thought, this character is amazing. And I found out it was Tom Hardy. And I was like, no, that's what a good actor he is. He totally immerses himself. Yeah, he he's like, he portrays anyone he needs to be. He's not very like, yeah, oh. He's a chameleon, yeah. Yeah, it's that's what. So he's like literally that. a lizard is what you're saying, Greg? Like, a so he's one of the lizard people. Get away from your QAnon <laughs> website, Matt, for a second. Call him a lizard. Oh, you call him a chameleon. All right, it's chameleon, a karma chameleon. So, uh, <laughs> is that the kind of actor you'd like to be? Like, would you like to be more of a character actor? Like, get, really get into the roles? Like, yes, characters? yes, yeah. I don't want to be just oh, just the action or just the comedy. Yeah. I, like, like I, that's a good term for a character actor. I, I never really found what that is. Is that what they call oh, it? Right? That's a term, man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make character it up. Act. Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. if you're not a leading man, you're basically a character actor. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Some leading men wind up becoming character actors and vice versa. Yeah, um, yeah. But many people have very long storied careers as character actors. They're the They're ones that the you star. go, you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Yeah, that's you another know. name for him, Joshua, that guy. There's actually a, docu <laughs> There's a documentary out there. I think it's called That Guy, I think where they is, talk about all of these guys that you see, and the women as well, that you see in roles over and over and over again, but they never have the leading role and it's usually a smaller part, but they're just really good at what they do mm -hmm. that they're hired all the time. You know, it's kind of like last week when we had Michael Stein on and we were talking about his movie, love Hollywood style. And in that movie, he had so many different character actors that had been so many different things. I was really surprised that it had done that well, but in that, 
done that well in terms of a movie. As a movie, it sucked. But in terms of getting those that many good actors in a movie, that still wound up sucking. You know, that was the amazing part about it. So, you know, I, I think right now there's a lot of new openings for Asian Americans in the film business. Have you been getting a lot more calls because of that, or you just haven't got your foot fully in the door yet? It's more of it's more of the latter. I haven't really got my foot into the door yet. I know it is it's it's a great opportunity to be doing it right now. It's not because I started because of that. I wanted to do it previously. I've been studying theater for four years, mm -hmm. way before it became such a at its height for having Asian Americans being in roles such as, you know, Crazy Rich Asians. Nora from Queens is a good one too. Right. Well, plus like that, that yeah. movie that's about to come out next year with uh, from Marvel, um, Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why? Why aren't you in that movie? Oh, uh, I think I need to. Hmm, I don't. Maybe the hair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you would make a good. I was thinking like you should be in that movie, or at least in the sequel as one of the villains, or, or at, least, had, at least a henchman. I had the other time I was just going around the groceries, had in a ponytail. Some guy comes up to me like, "Whoa, you look like a uh, like a Mortal Kombat guy." Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Mortal so Kombat's getting a resurgence. I don't know if you've ever seen Warrior, the HBO Cinemax show, which takes place in like the Chinatown of San Francisco, like 1880s, and uh, 1880s. They, it was they had two seasons. They canceled it. But then they re-showed it on HBO Max the last year, and it's been phenomenal response. So they're going to have a third season. Oh, I have to watch that. I've been running out I, of shows. Uh, me too. So I want to watch that. Warriors. Great is... martial arts in there. It's called Warrior. Warrior. And uh, 1880s too? Isn't that like so Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like – but I mean they're in San Francisco, so it's not yeah. like a cowboy cowboy. But it's those well, guys. I think it is – it a, you said it's a martial arts type show? Well, you know, but it's also like talking about how like shitty the Chinese were treated when they came over. I mean, they risked yeah. from slaves, and so a few of these guys are really good at martial arts, and they kicked the shit out of the guy Jin. Well, so it takes place about ten or twenty years before the Boxer Rebellion, and then. Well, that's irrelevant. These guys didn't even. They were in America. Well, I understand, but they were Chinese, yeah. and they yeah, yeah. could have been raised with that culture. You know, the Boxer Rebellion obviously was people who didn't have weapons who were fighting in China. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, most <laughs> of the people of Warrior don't know martial arts. Most of the Chinese are just like, oh, we're They're normal people. Everything. It's just like <laughs> Italian people them, aren't all in the mafia. I get it. Yeah, well, I am. I'm not El Muerta. <laughs> so, Joshua, do you actually know any martial arts? I, I've done some stage combat in my theater, but not personally like Kung Fu or... Eh. Well, you yeah, should be able to get away with it. I think Jackie Chan actually didn't know any Kung Fu. He just staged what? it all for um for the movies. He learned it all Is in the movies. Is that true? No I way. I don't know if it's true. I said, I think. That can't be true. He's so good. That, that's he, he, got, he, he got his start in the, uh, in the opera, right? Oh, Chinese opera? Right. And so you have a lot of um, choreographed moves in that particular milieu. And I think no. he just wound up branching out into movies from there. But, you know, I could be making this whole thing up, too. You know, my, I think I get most of my facts from cereal boxes. So, you know, I don't know. Well, you get them from the Internet. Man. I, need to, I need to call up Donald Trump and find out what the truth is. 
<laughs> only he has the real news. <laughs> Douchebag alert! All right, so um, I think I might just start interjecting that in episodes to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joshua, what what else should uh, aspire or what what other what should directors or casting people know about you so they go, you know, this Joshua guy, I want to hire him for the thing we've got going on. Uh, how, I'm very, it's like, how can uh, we help you, Joshua? I might be able uh, to ride a motorcycle in a scene, maybe. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, I have a garage war. motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, um, I, I take my work seriously. You know, um, I put circumstances into the character, real life. Which is really building a real life person into the screen and stage. And I, what, what I could help, what I could get help is just I'm looking for work. Let's just gr- be creative, you know and just do something so you got through doing theater school for four years i think you went to stella adler right yes is she still alive no okay i didn't think so (laughs) so did you have any notable acting coaches when you were going to school there i've had um i've had one one great one named christopher thornton he's a great one i've had rick peters also um laura leva's another one have any of them been in anything Christopher Thorne is on a Hawaii Five O. Is it that? Is wow. that? He's a like the new the, version of Hawaii Five O. Yes, he was the, uh, the the he's on the wheelchair. The wheelchair one. That's him. He and, he actually played a wheelchair. No, he he's actually a disabled actor. He's actually oh gotcha. He's a work yes, and he also plays as a wheelchair person on the show. Okay, a wheelchair yeah. person because that's the normal phrase that they're called. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I've never... <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it just. I. <laughs> what? <laughs> this parking spot is wheelchair person accessible. I can't believe that really came off my mind like that. I'm realizing it now, like there's a name for that. It's called <laughs> cyborg, <laughs> part human, part wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> So Joshua, well, I'm just curious if Joshua, if like, if like somehow acting, heaven forbid, it doesn't work out. Is there any what other things you would you be happy doing? Like, like, does other interests you have? I came I from could, a, yeah. Sorry, oh, please. No, I was pretty much done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I came back from a medical background. I was, I had a, I have a degree in kinesiology. I was going to go to physical therapy and all of that. Oh. And I just, I was like, nah, I don't like it. Go to theater school. And here I am. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, is there anything else you'd like to do? Well, hold I on mean, a second. You... I want to back up to the kinesiology thing. So that wasn't part of your, your bio. You should actually have that when you're putting that in for roles that you know kinesiology because they might need a part of somebody acting as a physical therapist along, or something along those lines. That is a good idea. I mean, you know, but, I mean uh... if you have training in that area, that's a very specialized training. That's very niche. And that or the director help might you want to neck room. In between right. shots, be like, right. or they want to get somebody like extricated from a wheelchair because nobody can tell the difference between them and the wheelchair. <laughs> and they could take them out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that could be very important to 
this work. He could give neck rubs and help people out of a wheelchair. Anyway, so this is, I think, a good opportunity for us to move into um, discussing our client. Now, now, you could stick around for our client, Joshua. Um, it's uh, the the sweet smell of secession. And uh, this is a, a client that Greg came up with. But if you want, you can be a fake attorney, which is essentially just joining in because you said that you are limited on time. Um, yeah, the topic is basically the client, if you will. Is uh, The client is the topic. The client is that is the topic is basically like in the past two years, we've heard a lot of talk of states basically acting, you know, on their own because they're just like, fuck the federal government. We're doing this. And it seems to be more of a prevalent thing where certain states are talking about like we don't have to listen to the government we're and we well, might they, succeed they're going to become they, their own countries is basically the idea so yeah. at this point you have the option where you could plug your instagram page or your facebook page or something along those lines or something else that you're promoting and then continue with us or go i gotta leave so no. this the ball is now in your court joshua no. <laughs> All right, so my my Instagram is j.c.azali. That's geared towards modeling. I do have a website being built right now. It's joshuachristianazali.com. He's very good-looking people who are listening on podcasts. So. Yeah. I'm all right. I don't know. It's, uh, what do I know? Right. He's, I not, he's not a wheelchair person. <laughs> wheelchair I'm never going to give that up thinking about why do I call my teacher a wheelchair person. We know what his is going to be, Matt, next year. <laughs> <laughs> anyways though i my imdb also um it, it should easily be find me relatively easy i like to believe and my full name and my facebook and uh yeah this is all the information i have all my okay. contact yeah great well uh, feel free to stick around if you want or not um greg take us to our client all right the sweet smell of secession <clears throat> all right thank, thank so, you thank you all right thank you joshua Bye, Joshua. Good luck in all your endeavors. You too, you too. It's great great being with you guys. Stay away from the motorcycle people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So in the, I I think basically it's because of just Trump being such a bad president. We've seen in the past four years, uh, definitely two years, states actually acting unilaterally and just saying, like, for example, you might know about this. California. Tell me about this example. Their governor, um, I can't remember his name, uh, kind of liberal guy. And he was Gavin, like, okay. His name is Gavin Newsom. Thank you. Gavin Newsom and was And there's like, a, oh, uh, a recall thing going on. I'm trying to get him there, out of office. Every year in California, there's a recall. This happens every year. <laughs> it's like the changing of the seasons. It's the well, equinox. you know, plus it had to do with like how he was handling the whole pandemic thing. Many people were upset. Yeah, they call it the electoral equinox there. But it's the electoral equinox. But they were basically like, we need this uh, certain like satellites to help us out. And they were like, we're going to start our own space program. We have the money. California. This is another thing I always thought about. Uh, you probably know about this, but California if they were their own country, would have the seventh or sixth largest economy in the world. It changes every year. I think France like and the them. fifth, actually. I always heard it was six and seven between them and France, and it changes every year. Yeah. Whatever it is, they drive America's economy. I mean, if we lost California, we'd be fucked. And the agriculture, everything. Um, so, I don't know. I've been thinking about this actually... Since I was a kid, I always just thought it was a goofy science fiction idea. Like, what if every state was its own country? And, like, 
how would that work out? Who would fight each other? Who would make alliances? Well, you know, but, when um, the Civil War happened and when those the states seceded, yeah. that was what they did was an illegal act, right? It actually goes against the Constitution. The Constitution gives allowances for states to join the United States, but there is no information. There's no laws which say it's okay to leave yeah, the United it's totally States. Legal. <laughs> right, but I'm saying specifically, it's a very specific thing. It's been like stated by yeah. the Supreme Court. You know, it comes from even the Pledge of Allegiance, which is not constitutional, but, you know, one country indivisible. Right? Yeah. So whenever you try to sh change that, you're going to basically have the federal government come in and go, sorry, you cannot leave. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter because there was a, a thing in Texas not that long ago where they were trying to once again secede. But yeah. there is a thing, whenever Texas was annexed, I was reading this today, it was actually quite fascinating. Texas has the option of actually breaking up into five states if it wants to. It has the the okay from the treaty that was signed. They're back the only, oh, they're the only state because they were a nation. They were a nation, but they could have been one state where they can still... So, in other words, if there's a section of Texas that didn't really want to be part of the United States anymore, they could actually break Texas into parts and wow. create their own states. As many as five. No more than five, but as many so as So they five. could secede. A chunk of they Texas. They couldn't really secede. They could only really secede from Texas. Or they, they would just America? be... A, they would, they would, they, yeah, they couldn't get away from the United States. Okay. You know, they'd still be part... I mean, they could try to, but that would take a lot of uh, pellet guns to make that happen. I wonder if that's what North Dakota did. They were like, we're tired of the South Dakota. They got a lot of seceding. pellet guns? No, no. They, they said, we're seceding from South Dakota and we're making North Dakota. Maybe that's yeah, it North comes Dakota's. down to politics. Very po I mean, that's what happened in Virginia. I mean, because West Virginia was once part of Virginia and then they broke apart because of the Civil War. You know, West Virginia yeah. went with the North and the rest of Virginia went with the South. Yeah. You know, so... But, you know, you West and I, Virginia, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because West Virginia is known for being so woke and liberal. <laughs> well, back then, <laughs> John Brown was the woke one. Oh, he was from West Virginia? Yeah, that whole thing had to do with West Virginia, you know. Yeah, he was on the side of the place in like Harper's was, Ferry. He was nuts, though. <laughs> totally was, nuts. But he was on the right side, though. Too much time not. in the coal mines, man. Yeah, that coal dust is like cocaine. It's like meth. <laughs> Fuck oh, is it? It's like meth. Coal. Hear that, everybody? Go smoke some coal. <laughs> I was a coal miner. Just like meth. While. I'll tell you. Wait, you were a coal miner? Yeah. All right, tell me the story, I, Greg. I was a coal miner's daughter, too, before that. And then I became a coal miner. And man, it was so, wait, so first you were a coal miner's daughter, even though your father's a dentist. So that means your mother was the coal miner. And even though I'm a cisgendered male, that doesn't bother you. <laughs> that's the only... No, that part that's... I can I can totally believe. But your mother, you're saying, is basically the coal miner because your father was the dentist. And, yeah, uh My mom was the best coal miner in upstate New York. She was <laughs> really? good. Yeah? What did, what did she teach you about coal mining? Is that... It's, it's a good high, son. It's worth the low pay <laughs> and the dangerous work because every day you're buzzed. It's like... Getting free drugs from the coal dust. 
I loved it. So I how does the it. canary fit into all this? They're high as fuck, those canaries. They're like, they're loving life. They're like, every day they're getting free buzzes. Are they? The Until they die. Right. <laughs> they die. Yeah. Do you, do you know why the canaries die, though, right? Yeah, because they, they, they basically get too high. And they can't take it anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's a nice way to die. They're very happy. They're so like, what is Ooh. so what's the the procedure? So you're down in the coal mine, and the canary's there as this you know warning bird. Yeah. So um, what's the procedure when you see the canary die? What do you do first? Do you smoke the canary to get a bigger high? No, or... I just huff harder. I'm like, oh, there's some good fumes here because the canaries are small. I, I'll live. I'll just get uh -huh. really high. Yeah. The Even though you're low thing. because you're underground. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the so canaries you're high are and low thing. at the same time. <laughs> it's just like if I took a line of coke, I'd feel great. But if I like, when we say mouse... coke, do you mean charcoal type coke? Yes. Okay. Because that's that's wicked cool too. But if a mouse wicked... took that, he would Is die. Is it wicked smooth? <laughs> it's wicked smooth. <laughs> Hey Sherry, I still love you. Where are you? But um, yeah, it's it's a mouse can't take it. A canary can't take it. So I figure it's still a mouse can't. Happen. How did a mouse get involved? I I don't know. There's a mouse in a coal mine somewhere. They couldn't find a canary. There's so a, mouse a mouse in a coal mine somewhere in this world. There's a mouse in a lost in a coal mine. In a world where coal mines have mice instead of canaries. One coal miner. Gets One really coal miser. <laughs> One what are we coal miser. A mouse brings up little tiny bags of coal. So I think we have to talk about because our our good friend recently moved to Hawaii, and yes. that's a totally different bag of fish there. Is that a, well? They have different of kinds fish? of fish in Hawaii than here. No, but I'm like saying, here we have salmon, whereas there they don't really have salmon in Hawaii. Oh no, so it's a kettle there. of fish. It's a bag of mice. So it's a kettle of fish over there. It's because they were a sovereign nation that we conquered, basically, and took over and said, you're part of America now. And so there's still some Ameri uh, Hawaiians. Well, there, you right? know what? A lot of that took place because of Spain, though, right? A lot of our territories, because we have like 14 territories. Um, some of them are actually yeah. unpopulated. No, but, but Hawaii, um, we made a state, though, and we gave them all the, you know, advantages. Accoutrement. They, they have two senators. They have set representatives. I mean, the yeah. other territories don't. No, it's true. They don't. Well, yeah. it's because their territories are not states. But Hawaii, you know. You'd like think, Alaska was, was once a territory and then it became a state. Yeah. But we didn't yeah. like. It was just a territory. We bought it fair and square. But Hawaii, we conquered. They had a sovereign king and queen. And we, you know, sent some gunships over and said, you're not the king and queen anymore. I believe we yeah. bought the Philippines, too, around the same time. We bought them? I thought we just won them in the Spanish-American War. Well, no, we it, I think part of the treaty was like we would pay Spain like $20 million for the Philippines. Even though we kicked their ass, we still were like paying them? That's ridiculous. Well, I think it was part of the treaty, you know, so there wouldn't be any okay. fighting anymore that we could just take it over. Yeah. So that makes it interesting. It's like, so the Philippines were once a territory. So what? why do some places... Um, like Cuba is once our territory. Well, right? Guantanamo Bay still is. That is right, but I'm talking about program. the entire country, though, was at one point a territory of the United States. So Actually, some places stop being territories, whereas some continue to be territories. And yeah, I don't know if Cuba ever wonder. was a territory. 
we just ran it because the corporations, the fruit companies. I don't think we ever owned Cuba, literally, like on, on paper, but we ran shit down there. Our corporate interests and also the mafia later on. Yeah, well, that was much later, you know, I mean, because I think Cuba came under our control back in the late 1800s as well. Okay. Like when Hawaii came under our control. I should know this as I'm a quarter Cuban. Well, you should know a quarter of it at least. So you did. did. You knew about Guantanamo Bay. So that gives you like your quarter edge on knowing something about it. One hundredth, one one thousandth of Cuba. But I thought it was interesting what the different U.S. territories are. Do you you think you can name them all, Greg? Guam. The 14. Philippines. um, Philippines is no longer part of our territories. It's a sovereign nation of its own. They kind of are, though. They have all our military bases forever. (laughs) No, those got closed down. Really? There's no military bases? As far as I know, I mean, maybe there's a couple left, but most of them got shut down. They said Yankee go home. Well, it's just the U.S. decided to pull out. Yeah, you know, they so decided Guam, they didn't right? want to get the Philippines pregnant anymore. So yes, so Guam. Guam. You've said Guam a couple of times. Saying know, it more than once does not tell us the rest of them, though. No, but you're not listening. You were talking about Philippines, so I didn't know if you heard me. So, um, oh, there's, isn't there like a U.S. Guyana? In no, South America. It's French Guyana. I know, but I thought that we owned a chunk of. Guyana, no, no. What else do we? Oh, the um, the Sandwich Islands, no. Um, Narnia. <laughs> Narnia is not an American territory. Monster Island, where <clears throat> King Kong lives. Did you forget about Puerto Rico? Oh yeah, Puerto Rico. <laughs> that's like Wait, the that's largest. Territory? That's the largest of our territories. So that's the same as Guam, as far yeah. as their status. Okay. Yes. Skull Island. Um. Skull Island. <laughs> That's right. He-Man and the Masters of the U.S. House of Representatives. Australia. <laughs> right. Australia definitely belongs to this. Can we just tell you what they are, Greg? Yeah, please. I I'm no surprised. Idea. Like Some of them are like ones you'll definitely know. I mean, most of them you won't, but some of them you should know. So Puerto Rico, Guam, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Oh, yeah. I think those are the ones you're probably thinking of before. Um, the Northern Mariana Islands, which are like somewhere around, I think, Australia, uh, American Samoa, and you have various different atolls, like the Midway Atoll and Palmyra Atoll, Johnston Atoll, um, and then various islands. We have Baker Island, Howland Island, Jarvis Island, um, Wake Island, and Navassa Island. And all and of those finally, are Finally, our final territory is Kingman Reef. So we have a territory that's a reef, which is... So it's just uh, a bunch of coral sticking out of the ocean. I think so, yes. You know, I never heard of those other ones because those places are just full of mutants and because we just did A-bomb testing. Well, you've heard of Midway, right? Yeah, from the war battle, but I'm sure we did nuclear tests there in the 50s. <laughs> we may have, Well, I think those were done in uh, the Bikini Island. Bikini. Yeah. yeah. Bikini Atoll. Which is like somewhere, I think, off the coast of, of South America, Ecuador side. I think we did them everywhere. The- <clears throat> or that's the we did them in the American Southwest. We did nuclear tests. We probably did them on all those islands. We did them in Portland, Oregon, just recently. Um, and you, I'm sure you've heard of Wake Island, right? Because that was another World War II battle. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. of Wake. Yeah, yeah. You're doing yeah, yeah a lot today. It's yeah, like a yeah, double wake. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, listen up, buddy. So the Wake Island is the one island where there was that one Japanese soldier 20 years later 
still did, thought the war was going on. They found him in the jungle. That was the one? No, nah, I just made it up. It okay, been... I'm like, uh, <laughs> but I'm like I was, was that ever story. true? I didn't know that that was true. Yeah, I, yeah, it, I think it was a true story, but it almost sounds like an urban legend. But apparently there was some soldier lost in the jungle. And like, t- no, it wasn't 20 years later, but like 10 years later, 55, he was still out in the jungle thinking, oh, World War II is still going on. There's some Americans. I'm going to kill them. Yeah, that'd be like a really stupid soldier. I Thinking guess. that a war would go on for 50 years. And then nobody or even would 20. have seen any evidence. What wars, other than like the Hundred Years' War, um, <laughs> what modern wars have gone on longer than 10 years? Well, us in other than the war Afghanistan on drugs. And Iraq. Yeah, but that wasn't a war, though. That was just an uh, occupation, is what that yeah. was. I'm sure when you're over there, it feels that like that was a us war. making Afghanistan a territory, basically, is what that was. <laughs> yeah. And we never really got we never got the oil that we were supposed to get, I think, either. So that's or that was Iraq. Iraq we were supposed that was to get Iraq. The oil from. Afghanistan has basically sand dunes and um, rebels. I think is what Afghanistan has. Yeah. But I, you've been hearing about us pulling out of there, right? Out of Afghanistan? I, I rarely check the news, and I recently saw, and I was, like, so happy. And the Taliban is being very cooperative? I know that's not true. Well, know you know, it's been 20 years. No, I heard they took over. I, heard they I know, but I'm saying, but it's been 20 years since 9-11. So yeah. in, the, in two decades, even the Taliban can have diplomacy in place it's where they can like work with other people even if they are a theocracy yeah you know i mean even iran has diplomacy in place even though they do a lot of terroristic bullshit you know and uh, and the fact is is like both of those countries you know are worshiping a guy who flew there on a boomerang from australia (laughs) so So they have their if only they knew they could think outside of the box they could believe that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, I'm saying like I'm not happy the Taliban's taking over. I mean, they're not good people. They're bad. They're like Handmaid's Tale shit. It's kind they're... of like um, the PLO, you know? No, they're different. They're, well... they're fighting for their country. They're ta- yeah, they're freedom fighters slash terrorists, whichever way you want to look at it. But they're right. fighting for to get their country back. Taliban, those guys seem like full on fundamentalist wackos who like. They're going to treat all the women like shit, and it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare to live in. Well, you know, one interview I saw with like one of the spokesperson for the Taliban said that um, he he was asked the question: Are women going to be allowed to continue going to school? Yeah, and he directly said yes. He goes the full range of going to school, so it could be a lie. lie. It could be a lie. lie. Well, you know, maybe it is. You know, sometimes change does occur. It does. Within like, movements, even fundamentalist movements, you know. I'd be like, happy if it did. I mean, because they're the what they did back in 2001 caused so much hardship for their people, even though it was like this great thing taking on the West, but they woke the sleeping giant and basically we came down on them with like a, a megaton of bricks. Matt, right? you're misspeaking. It was Al-Qaeda who did 9-11. Yeah, but it was all connected. But it was all connected with the Taliban. Eventually, but the Taliban wasn't even anything then. We no, need they were. The they were definitely thing. they were definitely a thing then. They were something, but they didn't. Al Qaeda did nine eleven. They didn't have help from the Taliban, but they're allies, I guess, in a way. They have similar goals. Well, fine. What does the word Al Qaeda mean anyway? 
It means um Yeah, you're gonna hey. make something up, aren't you? <laughs> of course I am. What like I know. Alkedomy it means, hey, where's my sandwich? I just found out. It. It, <laughs> where's my sandwich? <laughs> it means uh, I just looked it up. It means the base or the foundation. Oh. So they are um militant, the flying boomerang. Militant Sunni Islamists. Yeah. So, all right. I guess I had a confusion between Al Qaeda and the and the Taliban. So, what is the Taliban then? Well, they the, we kind of strengthened them by like getting rid of Saddam Hussein. That's when the Taliban got big because Saddam Hussein was kind of keeping them down. He was more kind of secular. He was like he was, yeah, he was in Iraq threat. though. That's what I'm saying. That's where it got really big because. We were, you know, he was a horrible man, right? Horrible dictator, but he was kind of secular and he was always keeping those fundamentalists down and saying, whatever. And then we got knocked him out, and that's when the Taliban got huge. Well, the Taliban held power year. over roughly three quarters of Afghanistan between 96 mm -hmm. and 2001. They emerged in 94 as one of the prominent factions in the Afghan Civil War. Yeah. So there was like a civil yeah, war. Yeah, they've been around for a while. But they really got big after we started meddling in the Middle East. I mean, that's the way I see it. It seems like they barely did anything. And then we made this big power vacuum there, and they they sucked right into it. Well, you know, maybe maybe there'll be a little bit of Accent change. Accent on the side. guess we're going to find out. Okay, we're so find America. Out. But the Taliban would definitely secede from the United States. <laughs> so if California secedes from the United States... And American troops leave and say, okay, you're on your own. Who do you think would take over that power vacuum? Who do you think would take over California? Well, Texas. You think te Texas would then secede just so it could take over California? Are you saying who would attack California? I guess I'm missing you. Who would you. take over? Not... Just like now take over what? Take over what? California. It would be whoever, whatever administrative body decided to secede from the United States would take over California. I know, but then there'd be like not this federal presence. So would like other forces arise in California, like the uh, Hollywood would take over California and turn it into a giant movie studio. That would, you know, that would never happen where everyone would be conscripted to act in movies. It would be big. all the militias in Bakersfield would take over. <laughs> everyone from Redding, California would go. Now's our time. Get the stuff out of the bunkers. We're taking over before the, the fault splits us wide open. Well, Texas has always wanted to secede, as you've said. and for No, they haven't always wanted to secede no, because they've wanted people, to be part of the United States. I know, but they also love the idea of, like, we're Texas. We're a little different. We're special. and That's I a do big think, generality, but yeah, okay. No, I'm saying a few people. It's not most of them. Most right. of them are like, that's crazy. I'm not going to be our own country. That's nuts. But... I've heard many people say this. It's like, please do get the fuck out of our country, Texas, because most of the crazy laws start there. and They're just a bunch of yahoos. And so it's like, please secede. It, yeah, it's such us. a broad generality for that state because that yeah. state is but huge it's and yeah. has so many residents, people on both sides of the political spectrum. Yeah, very you know, few so in one. It's it's really easy. It's really easy to point a finger and call them all Southern Yahoos or whatever, but they're not. A lot of them are. Many of them are right, absolutely. But many of them aren't either. Many okay, of them are Florida rational, decent human beings who just happen to live 
in an area where there's a lot of dumb fucks. What if Florida wanted to secede? Would you be like, go ahead? No, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, political spectrums can always change over time and they will and they do. You know, um, I mean, look at the beginning of the Republican Party and look at it now. You know, Republicans were once liberals. They used to be the liberal party. They weren't liberals. In the beginning, they were. When it came to slavery, that's it. They were conservative financially. They were all the rich. They were were always the rich man's party. Not always, no. That's why they didn't like slavery, because slavery was bad for industrialization. It's better to pay people nothing and have people working in your factories. Slavery wasn't as productive, as as, uh, profitable. Uh-huh. It was an outdated, outmoded system. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they have to stop the South from having it. Well, there was, there was other forces came in to influence them and said, this is immoral. But they didn't <laughs> like it. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. You, you have interesting facts that come out of your history books. They're not facts, they're opinions. opinions. Okay. From reading a lot of history and forgetting it. And now I'm drunk. <laughs> So and then like shifting it all into some new melange, <laughs> new melange of Gregness. <laughs> decades and alcohol and it's all filtering through that. <laughs> I, before we uh, end off, though, I think you should let everybody know about your own personal podcast that you're running these days. In no, case everybody doesn't know, <laughs> Greg has his very own solo podcast. Which interviews nobody. And uh, well, you know, some people might like you, Greg. They may like. It's I mean, my own therapy. As, I, I because because we don't get any feedback, so we don't know if anybody likes me or you or Brendan more yeah. than anybody else. None of us is getting any fan mail. None Everyone of us is likes getting... Brendan the most. He's the Fonzie. Brendan's <laughs> the Fonzie. All right, and from your point of view, yes. So I'm none of Patsy, none... and you're Ralph Melf. I refuse to accede to your happy day references. I will not you're be Laverne and I will I'm not Shirley. be part. I will not be part. You're Lenny and I'm Squeaky. Of your general your generalizations and trying to lump us into bad sitcom characters. Anyway, so what is the name of your podcast, Greg? It's called the Fantasy Comic Book Editors League. And what is it? It's um, a mental health podcast where I can't afford a therapist. A mental health podcast. That's what it's actually under. At Comic comic Book Editors League? I couldn't find comic books under topics because I don't know how to use Anchor. And um, I'd like to give a little free advertisement to Anchor, by the way. Anchor is so easy, even a moron like me. I I, I filled out like two minutes worth of typing. It said, start recording. I was done. My first episode... And then I typed like a minute worth of shit and it was out on every streaming podcast. And if you're wondering why I'm asking him about this, everybody, it's mainly because our client is the sweet smell of secession. This is Greg's first movement towards seceding from the law offices of Quibble Squabble. I'm acting unilaterally. (laughs) So if for some reason something changes one day and it's just me left here covering this face covering this face over here too it's just the guy squinting at you over my yeah. shoulder but matt will no. have a neon as a guest as a because everyone podcaster. will have seceded well we're hoping brendan says he'll be back next week so hopefully he'll he'll be back next week because it's been That'll be great it's been sad not having him here because we've had to uh 
go back to our old ways of abusing each other. Yeah, I miss podcast. him. But um, I do want to thank our guest from earlier today. That was uh, Joshua Christian Azali. And uh, he chose to bolt as opposed to dealing with our client for the day, which is the sweet smell of secession. Um, should we play our sponsor one more time, Greg? In case you don't I get wouldn't mind. You want to hear it again? It was quite good. <laughs> you enjoyed it that much, did you? Yeah. Okay, here we go. We'll do this, and then we'll wrap things up one more time. This is uh, our, our sponsor, Douchebag Alert. He seemed fine at first, even though most of his Facebook photos were shirtless. The tips of his hair were frosted. His reflective sunglasses were mysterious when he talked about how he left the police academy because he was too good for them. He only referred to himself by his first name and never a pronoun. You notice he called other men chief, bro, dog, or dude. He shifted attention to his barbed wire tattoos in order to roofie your drink. When you came to, you realized you've been douchebagged. If this could happen to you or someone you know, and you're too unaware to tell a guy's a douchebag because of his large pickup truck, his collection of moisturizers, his gold chains, or his heavily gelled hair, then Douchebag Alert is the product for you. Douchebag Alert is a state-of-the-art sensor fitted within a stylish bracelet. The moment a douchebag speaks to you, the voice of Christopher Walken emanates from the bracelet saying, This person is a douchebag. Go home and read a book. It is recommended to remove douchebag alert prior to family gatherings as you might be surrounded by douchebags. To prevent product overload, please stay away from fishing derbies, monster truck rallies, and gyms. If douchebag alert senses you are the douchebag, your money will be refunded in the form of a sharper image gift card. Get douchebag alert new from Godco. Well, there we go. So was it Godco? Gonco. Gonco. Yeah, I was thinking of Ronco, and I think, well, it's... Oh, yeah, I just like your Christopher Walken. That's the man who's going to want to hear you. <laughs> that, horrible, that horrible, horrible Christopher Douchebag. Walken. Douchebag. My incredibly horrible Christopher Walken impersonation. And it's basically me impersonating Walken. five other different people who have impersonated Christopher Walken, and it's yeah, like I a telephone do game. I, well, I couldn't do it at all either, Walken. apparently. <laughs> no, you had a flavor of him. I've tried to do it, and it doesn't even sound. I had the, like I had the scent of walking in my nostrils. You did, and I could guess that you were doing Christopher Walken badly. <laughs> but if I did it, you would just be like, "Who are you doing? Is that, that um, Don Rickles?" Is that <laughs> I think Fatty mine Arbuckle? was was nearly a bad Schwarzenegger impersonation at the same time. <laughs> no, I didn't get that. <laughs> they were almost the same. Anyway, we have. Uh, We've been the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bickers, so uh, I guess we're done. Your consultation with the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bickers has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblaw.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out! Get out!